sis, got a minute? Did you know that TWT hosts monthly masterclasses and they are F-R-E-E free? Yes, sis, I said free. So go on over to Tuesday with Tamika backslash events and register for our upcoming monthly masterclass. You do not want to miss it. And listen, no sis left behind. Grab your homegirls, grab your auntie, grab your cousins and them, and let's get to healing. Hey, 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 happy Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you all so much for joining me for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where you guys already know what it is. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning our trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress, and allowing God to fully restore us. You know, as God has really been doing some deep restoration in me and in, I think, a lot, the body of Christ as a whole, there, come, there becomes this, or there comes this part in your walk where you may not really feel like you belong. You may not feel like, you know, because you're not as far as some of your brothers and sisters in Christ, and then you're not where you used to be. So you're in this like weird in-between place and you almost feel like this sense of loneliness, this sense of, I don't even know if this is for me. All of that seems to happen to everyone. So if you're experiencing any of that, I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that that's actually very normal as we mature in Christ. And I believe that my guest is going to have a lot and a wealth of information to share with us exactly about that point. So if you are new to Tuesday with Tamika, I want you to know who I am. I am Tamika of the Tuesdays, and I believe that God has put me on this planet to help women heal, elevate, and become fully restored. And I do that through my podcast, through my products, and through my services, and bringing guests alongside me that have amazing stories of healing, of inspiration, and empowering. And without further ado, I want to talk, I want to bring on my guest that's really going to have a lot of rich content to bring to this conversation. Hey, sis, you have a minute? Hey, sis, hey, sis you got, got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute? I do have a minute and I am so excited to be here. Hello to you, Tamika, and to everyone listening. I'm Katie McCowan. And I am an author, a speaker, and a podcast host. I am also a mother of six and soon to be married 20 years to my college sweetheart. So I have two Bible studies published, most recently one called She Belongs, Finding Your Place in the Body of Christ, which I think we'll probably talk a little more about. And I'm also a writer for Proverbs 31 Ministries on their first five apps. Love, love, love that. First of all, congratulations. Folks are not lasting 20 days these days in marriage. So <laughs> 20 years, that is phenomenal. Okay. So I got I to gotta know some secrets. Me and my husband, we just hit five years. We're a blended family of eight. So I completely know the mom, the, you know, all the mommying things that we have to do with all the babies, but it is very important to be in relationship with your husband for it to last 20 years. So before we get into belonging into the body of Christ, tell us some secrets, sis. How have you and your husband made it to 20 years? 
So I'm going to tell you this on the front end. I think if you knew how we started, no one would have guessed this because we were married and then my husband was drafted into the NFL. So he was drafted in April. We were married in May. And then the two of us and our dog and some wedding gifts in the trunk moved from Texas to Ohio all on our own. And four months later, we found out we were pregnant with our first child. So, you know, I think that our parents were thinking these kids don't have a clue what they are doing. And now as a parent of an 18 year old, I'm thinking, wow, if my child pulled what I pulled, I would be very worried about them. So it seemed not to be going like you would think it should go for the sake of 20 years, right? But what ended up happening for us is moving all that way, all by ourselves with no one else. And I mean, we lived in a hotel for a couple of months. We shared a car. And so we, there was closeness, you know, in proximity at the very least. And I can remember getting mad at him and I had nowhere to go but the bathroom. And so I went in the bathroom and shut the door and sat on the toilet with my arms crossed, you know, <laughs> mad. Um, but what that did for us is it really put us in a position where we had to cling to each other. We, ha we didn't have anyone else to turn to. We didn't know our neighbors. We didn't have friends. So we had each other. And it was bumpy, as I think a lot of times it is at the beginning, but we learned to work together, to communicate much better because we we really didn't have another option. And then we have a baby so early in our marriage. And what worked out for us there is that we weren't done being newlyweds. We were still very much in love and wanted to continue that. So I can remember within three or four days of having that firstborn and my mom was in town to help and we left the house for like 45 minutes. We left the newborn with my mom and we went down the road and ate dinner together because we just weren't done being us. Yeah. And that actually just became a pattern. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even something we thought about after a while. It was just something that we had predetermined that we were going to do. So date nights were always important and our time was always important to us. And even now there are nights where, you know, the kids are going to bed and I know that some people will disagree with me, but there are nights that the kids are going to bed and they're like, they want mom to come in and sit with them and talk with them for a minute. And not every night, but some nights I will say, I'm going to bed with dad tonight because we are even demonstrating to them that our relationship is a priority. And so it's it's really just the simple things like that that I think have served us so well for so long. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love you guys' story. It's so, so, so beautiful. And I 100% agree with you. Um, I recently um, started some like my a new fitness journey. I feel like I'm always on a fitness journey, but I've restarted a fitness journey. And so I was going to uh, this camp and as I was doing the phone consultation, the lady's like, well, you have so many kids. I know you don't put yourself first. And how do you? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. And I think that that is like a taboo that a lot of 
mothers think that we can't prioritize us, right? And a part of prioritizing you was connecting to your husband and being there with him and, and spending time with him. And, you know, because we need that because eventually the babies are going to go and it's going to be the two of you again. So I love that. I think that that's a beautiful way for us to just really start this chat about belonging because here's the other thing that as you were talking I was thinking you guys didn't have the distraction of social media I couldn't imagine being young newlyweds in a hotel all the things you could have tweeted all the things he could have posted that would have you know really torn your relationship apart but all you guys had was each other and God. And I think so often that's why many people don't feel like they belong because there's so many distractions and we're getting pulled in so many different um, areas and so many different places, not just in our marriages, but with our relationship with God. Do you find that to be true? I do. And, and I'll say this, I think it's fair to acknowledge that the challenges that we have in this day and age because of social media are new and they are different. So we have to make some adjustments. It's We cannot continue to act like it's just another thing that doesn't need to be acknowledged or addressed. I think you are 100% right because there, there's so many ways social media can manifest itself in our relationships, whether we treat it like an escape, whether we treat it like something that guards whatever we want to guard, whether we treat it like a substitute for true belonging and community. There's just so many different ways it can infiltrate our hearts and homes and lives. And it's, it's subtle. And we have to be really alert to it. And we have to make plans and strategies so that we live the lives we want to live, not the ones that we settle for with the convenience of social media. Mm, so good. You know, I'm often telling my kids, um, like they'll, I'll ask them who who's that? Like, you know, because with social media, especially the video games, my son will be talking to somebody and I'm like, absolutely not. He's like, they're my friend. And I'm like, they're not your friend, but that substitute social media has really made people think that these people, we don't know anything about are their friends. And as somewhat of like a micro influencer, and I get to get into spaces with people that have um, huge social media followings, the people that they are online, when you meet them in person, sometimes it's a shock to the system because you're like, this is not what I was expecting, but it's like a pseudo person. It's a pseudo relationship. It's a pseudo friendship. And I think that that is really, really key of why a lot of people don't feel like there's this belonging. And then not to throw in comparison, and competing and complaining and all of those things. <laughs> you know, so how how does one with the distraction? And I love that you said we have to acknowledge it. I am big on calling a thing a thing. It's real. It's not going anywhere. In fact, every day there's a new app. There's something new. You know, threads just came out. 
a couple of weeks ago. So there's always something that we have to, and especially those of us that are like entrepreneurs, you, you keep up with the stuff, but how does that impede on true belonging? And how do we, with the distractions, how do we lean in to, to belonging to not only God, but to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? So I actually, you know, the word engage and we use engagement when we, when we talk about social media. I mean, there's a thing as called social media engagement, Uh, but there's actually two definitions to the word engage. And one of the definitions is the idea of giving your attention to something, which is what we do on social media or on a video game. We give our attention to those things, but giving your attention to something does not necessarily lead to belonging. Mm. The second definition of engagement is communicates the idea of investing in something. Mm. And I think we can all agree there's a pretty easy distinction between paying attention to something and investing in something. Investing requires us to give something. It requires us to bring something commit to something and and stick around for mm-hmm. a little while. It's not a one time pop in, pop out and forget all about it. It is something that it it, it communicates the idea of I'm here, I'm going to be here a while and I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. That's investing. And that is very, very different than giving your attention to something for a time and then walking away and forgetting all about it. And I think that's why we've gotten confused because there is a level of engagement that happens in social media, casual relationships. And that goes back to the word I used at the beginning of settling. Mm. We have convinced ourselves that that's belonging and it's not. It's just a casual surface level of communication or giving attention to something. But I think our hearts yearn for those relationships where we are investing and others are investing. And that does not usually happen in social media settings in that kind of communication. Investment is when you decide you want to take it a step further. You don't want this surface level casual involvement anymore. You want to go deeper into a belonging that brings and requires more of yourself, but also the other person. Mm, Yeah, because when you make those investments, there's always a return, right? There's a return. There's an ROI on, on that engagement. And we should be um, seeking investments or engagements with people that it's reciprocal. I think a lot of folks have gotten burnt out because they're investing, 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 but they may be investing in the wrong plot, in the wrong field, and within the wrong people where they don't have the capacity to give a return on the investment. So I love that you said that we we should look for, and, and I believe that 
when you're truly in tune for God, you don't have to do the looking. He will perfectly position you in a place where while you're investing, while you're sowing, while you're doing, you're also going to get a return on the investment. Because I hear a lot of this kind of circles us back to the conversation we were having about being a mom and, you know, we just give, give, give to our kids. Well, kids are they really can't give us anything back. Like they should, at least we shouldn't be seeking that, right? That is like very, like an immature thought for a mother to think like that our kids give us something. So a lot of times when we're not in um, relationships with other women, with other sisters in Christ, and we have this idea of, I just give, I just give, I just give, or for folks that come from dysfunctional families or whatever that may be, they don't even know how to receive. So part of the belonging is not only you engaging and investing, but it's you receiving. Have you ran across women that don't have the ability to receive the belonging that is being presented to them? It's so funny that you say that, Tamika, because it seems like, well, of course we can receive But I think some of us feel safer not putting ourselves in positions to receive from others. Because to receive means there was a need. Mm. And sometimes we just feel safer shutting that down. Like, I don't need anything from you. I'm not here. It's meant. But I think sometimes we're more we're just more focused on the risk involved. If we go invest, what might we lose? What Mm -hmm. might go wrong? And so so we settle into these social media engagement situations because it feels safer. You know, maybe we know there's something better and deeper that we do actually yearn for, but there's risk associated. So we're more focused on the risk than the return. So even if we move towards it, we still do it with that guard so that we don't have to, we don't set ourselves up to lose anything. Mm. And that will always be a barrier to belonging when we come. You're so, I love that you said that because there's always, there's two parts to belonging. It's what you give and it's your availability to give and invest but it's also your availability to receive. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to talk to the mamas or to the women who, who are like, yep. And I'm good where I am because I get you. (laughs) Oh, do I get you? I have, I have, you know, I have things in my past, in my life that led me to feel much safer uh, just shutting shutting that down and not putting myself in a position where I could get hurt or, or, or something like that. And so I just want to tell you what I've learned is that we have an enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are in Christ, we have the enemy of Christ is our enemy. And he knows that we are stronger together and safer together. Mm-hmm. He knows that. So what he also knows is that if he can separate us, we are the most vulnerable to his attacks Mm. to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. So what his tactic is, is the, the place where we are the safest, which is belonging in the body of Christ. His tactic is to try to make us feel like that is an unsafe place Mm. so that he can get us 
he's going to lure us to think safety is when we separate ourselves, which, which is when he knows we're the most, most vulnerable. So he flips it on us and he tells us the place where the safest is dangerous. And he tells us the dangerous place is the safe place Mm -hmm. so that, you know, you don't have to watch the discovery channel long to see it play out. You know, that there's a herd, there's one that wanders from the herd, the lion in the bush gets the wanderer, gets the one out there playing by itself. And the Bible describes our enemy as like a, a lion growling yes. around looking for <laughs> someone to devour. So when we feel those moments of the risk involved in moving towards, and you you use the words to me, the leaning in, mm-hmm. when we feel the hesitation, we can remember that is not from our Savior. That is not from the Lord. He draws us in. He, and there will be, you know, I'm just, I call them bumps. I mean, there will, anytime, but you think about the people you're closest to. I mean, think about your kids. Have you ever had a disagreement with your children? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you know, that your husband or, you know, your sister, like the people you're closest to, you do have conflict with. So we can't be naive to think, that there won't be conflict, there won't be bumps, there will. We're all sinners. The conflict doesn't have to separate us. It can even be an agent to bring us closer as long as we keep our eyes on the one, the head of the body, who is Jesus. We don't have to get so, we don't have to feel so afraid of what would happen with our brothers and sisters when our eyes are on our head, our eyes are on our Savior then it's, it remains about him and we're following him and we're trusting him that he has given us one another for a blessing, not a burn, a burden. It's an opportunity. It's not something we have to endure. You know, we can flip the script on that a little bit. And now for commercial break. Hey sis, have you pre-ordered Unpacking? This is my newest book packed with 43 lessons to help you unpack hidden trauma. This book is for the strong girls. This book is for the brave girls. This book is for the resilient girls. This book is for the girls that has that trauma tucked away that you have never dealt with because you didn't have a safe place to unpack. Well, here it is, sis. I have literally poured my heart and my mind into this book to help you unpack. So go ahead and pre-order your book at Tuesday with Tamika backslash unpacking so we can unpack together. That's so, 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 so good. And it, it, as you were talking, I just kept thinking about how many people I have engaged with recently that use the term like church hurt and they, you know, they don't want anything to do with the body of Christ anymore because of, and, and that's a real thing, right? Like, and I do not want to minimize that, but I, I don't think that people realize that it's a tactic. It is definitely a tool that the enemy has used to separate us, right? I don't know anyone that if their hand or like their, their right, their knee, right? Right now I'm like, I'm getting older and some of my knees are not acting like they should be acting, but I would never like say chop off the whole knee because it's, it's giving me aches and pains or, you know, I would, I'm going to do stuff to exercise that knee and to help it to get into alignment to the, with the rest of my body. But we don't want to invest 
that time of working on relationships, you used a term um, barriers of belonging. And I thought that that was really, really key. And we know that um, the safety, feeling unsafe with folks is a barrier. What are some other barriers you think that people have that is a barrier for them belonging? You know, Tamika, along the lines of what you're saying about that pain in our body, in our physical body, I think that sometimes that pain and, and I, you know, you relate it to the pain of the heart, which is what you were talking about. You know, we're, we hurt one another. Um, and whether that is a hurt directly from another church member or whether that's a pain from your past, I think those can be barriers. Either we think I don't or I won't belong because of this pain. Uh, you know, I call it brokenness. Like there's a broken something in our heart. And we think because of that, I don't belong. Or if I try to belong, I'll be rejected. Therefore, I need to fix all of this before I try to lean in and move towards belonging. I think that can be a barrier. I think the other barrier can be that we look to one another to heal the pain mm. when we will never be able to do that for one another. So instead of bringing those broken pieces to Jesus, who is the healer, we look to each other to try to be that healing balm. And so often we end up more hurt. And so I think that we actually, in She Belongs, the first week of the Bible study is it's called the first step to belonging. And the first step is to it brokenness. Belonging begins with brokenness mm. because the reality is, and we don't like to sit in this place, but the reality is we all have brokenness in common. It is a commonness among brothers and sisters in Christ. We are all broken. We're broken because of our sin. We're broken because of our experiences. And we'll never be completely whole until eternity until the so brokenness can be a barrier to belonging or it can be an opportunity mm. because we'll all just step back and say I'm broken and you're broken too and look you're broken oh hey we all have this in common we all have brokenness in common which all leads us to the same savior so we all have Jesus in common that's the path to belonging knowing we're broken and knowing Jesus as our savior, those are step one and step two. And then we belong in the body of Christ and we, and then we enter into all of these other commonness, common things because of that. And so I would just encourage, it's just like, I, I love the, the analogy that we do with the physical pain because, you know, it, go, let's go back to our kids when they have a, a scrape and some of them will come straight to us and show us the scrape, ouch, I need help. And then we, you know, we get the, the peroxide, we get the neosporin, we get the band-aids and we help move that towards healing. But sometimes the kids will come in and it's so painful. They just cover it up and, and they shrink back because they don't, it hurts. And they're afraid that ex exposing that hurt will actually lead to more pain. And yet if you don't treat it, it gets infected and it's more painful. And, and I think that's what we do sometimes with the wounds on our heart. We just 
cover them up and we say, nope, I can't let, I can't open this up for healing because it'll be more painful. And then it just gets infected and grows and becomes even more toxic for us. Or we turn to each other like somehow there's going to be a person in this world that can fix what only Jesus can. And so I would just encourage if that's where you are today, you know, bring your brokenness to Jesus. Start there. Mm -hmm. And the, the amazing thing about Jesus is that he never backs up from our brokenness. He moves towards it. And there is example after example of Jesus in scripture finding the broken, going after them, moving towards them because he is the healer. And when we'll all when we'll all get to that place, we don't have to be ashamed of our brokenness. We don't have to um, hide our brokenness. We don't have to uh, ignore our brokenness. We can accept it because we share it. it. We all have it in common. We bring it to Jesus. And then it becomes opportunity for belonging because I think about my husband, he had two ACL surgeries during his football playing days. And now he's an expert on the knee. Like <laughs> he knows everything about it. And listen to me, because this is the beauty of it. He still boasts a scar on that knee mm. from the pain, from the surgery, from the opening up and the mending back. But he doesn't act like it never happened. Instead, when we encounter people who are having knee trouble, who might have an ACL, he sits down with them and he says, let me share with you what I've learned. Mm. Let me tell you what you can think about or consider or and so the pain and the brokenness has actually led him to a place where he goes and reaches out to others mm -hmm. because he understands. And, it's, and that's what happens in the body of Christ. When we let Jesus heal us, we then actually have a place to provide an opportunity mm -hmm. for belonging for someone else. Mm -hmm. And we can say, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me and can do for you too. Katie, oh my gosh, you have just preached a whole word. It was a whole word. It was so good. Oh my gosh. May, you have to make a some type of social media post. You said brokenness can either be a barrier or an opportunity. Oh my gosh, that was so rich. And I think sometimes we have to allow people to borrow the healing that we that God has walked us through. And we do that by sharing our stories transparently and openly and telling them, this is how I got over those barriers. Because a barrier can either be, you can go around it or you can turn all the way around. And what I've learned is when I've avoided barriers and not sat with Jesus and been patiently waiting with him and go all the way back around, I lose. I lose time. I lose. I lose opportunities. I lose. And so I just really, I love, I love, I love what she said. I just want everyone that's listening, TWT family, look at the barrier as an opportunity. This is an opportunity. Your brokenness is an opportunity. Don't run away from it. Engage in it. Active. One of the things that I say in my community, Kathy, or Katie, is we act actively engage in our healing. Healing is a contact sport, like football, right? You have to make sure that you are actively engaging in it. So I want us to talk about this beautiful Bible study 
that you have written and that is really serving women the art of belonging. And I know that that's not what it's called, but I think that's what I want this podcast to be called because there is an art in belonging. Tell us more about this Bible study. You know, it was before we're getting all this now, right? Like there's, they're calling it the pandemic of loneliness and all of that. Before any of that started, uh, God started moving me towards this message mm-hmm. of the body of Christ. And and it's not, I, you know, Tamika, I grew up in church. And so church has always been a part of my life. But I think, you know, this kind of goes back to the different forms of engagement. You know, we can go to church without belonging in the body. And so when God started moving me towards this, even for me, there was this sense of hope on the front end of what, where we are and where we could be. Mm-hmm. And that the body of Christ has been designed for us, given to us by God. So how do we experience all that he intended for us instead of operating a little bit like we're all on our individual islands serving the same God? And, uh, and so it's really been a sweet journey, just even for me personally, as I dug more into that part of scripture, uh, we spend a lot of time in Ephesians chapter four, which is where Paul talks about how the whole body, when each part is doing its own special work, builds itself up in love. And I just love that. I mean, when you, to me, when I hear that, it just sounds like this this, you know, flourishing life that is so whole and rich and full. And I was like, I would love to live a life like that. But those words like whole and rich and full, I'm not sure we feel like that every day (laughs) (laughs) or, or ever. And so I was like, how do we get there? How do we get there? And that's really the journey that I'm on. What I hope if someone gets the Bible study and goes through it, I hope that's the journey that she goes through as well. And, you know, we just started at the beginning. I used the word whole. And so it was kind of like this journey to, to wholeness in the body of Christ. And what does that look like? And it starts with brokenness. And so we just move through it and talk about different parts of and, and even some things that that might get in the way. And, and hopefully by the time uh, you get to the end you have a better path, a better, you know, step-by-step process to continue towards belonging and the fullness that Mm -hmm. happens. Truly, there is a fullness that happens when we belong in the body versus trying to handle life all on our own. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and amen. Well, Katie, I just really want to thank you for sharing just all of you. My husband would be so angry at me if I ended this podcast without asking where your husband, my husband played a semi-pro football (laughs) for 16 years. And our, listen, the word of God says a house divided cannot stand. I am a a New York Giants fan through and through. My husband is a Dallas Cowboy fan. And there is always that's a a thing. thing. And I'm not leaving. He's not leaving our teams, right? So tell us where did your husband play? 
So he actually played for one, two, three, four, six teams over the course of 13 years. Uh, we finished with the New Orleans Saints. Nice. And I will say because, just for your husband, that my husband's last stint was in, in training camp with the Dallas Cowboys. So you can tell him that. <laughs> He's going to love that. He's going to love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing interview. I truly see you as a sister in Christ. And I am so glad that God allowed our paths to cross so we can belong to one another's community. I want the TWT family to also belong to your community. So tell us where we can be in contact with you. Um, we're going to make sure that we put all of her links to the show notes because I can hear, I hear you guys. You're like, Tamika, we need to know how to get this Bible study. So we're going to get all of that in the links to the show note, but tell us where we can be in contact with you. So, and I'll, for those of you who are audible learners, shebelongsbiblestudy.com. That'll take you where you need to go. So shebelongsbiblestudy.com gets you to the Bible study. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Katie McCowan. I also have a website, katiemccowan.com. And uh, my podcast is the best day ever podcast. I love it. We will make sure that we link all of that, the podcast, the, the her um, website, her Instagram handles, all of that to the podcast. I am definitely an audible listener. I love, love, love to, um, that's how I receive the word of God the best. So I will be making sure that I download. Thank you so much for your time being a part of the podcast. It was a very rich conversation. I pray continual success, godly success over everything that you do. TWT family, thank you so much for hanging out with us again on Tuesday. Remember to live a life to inspire and not impress. Remember to lift as you climb. Remember to turn those trials into treasures. And remember to allow God to fully restore those broken pieces so you can belong. Until next week, bye-bye.